Gellors the way it is with Sunan. Dr. Connor Telger of HICWA. He's uh, their chief scientist. And uh, Connor, thanks very much for joining us and apologies for the comedy slightly of, of errors there. And we're very grateful that you've joined us um, to talk about the chickenpox vaccine and the fact that it has been decided now to incorporate it as part of childhood vaccinations. And this is after what? A lot of study and looking at other countries and what they do. What they do. Well, I suppose um, you're jumping the gun slightly. What, what's happened today is that HICWA has published a report looking at the potential impact of adding chickenpox vaccination to the childhood immunisation schedule in Ireland. So this report was requested by the Department of Health and the intention is to inform a decision by the Minister for Health. So a decision hasn't been made at, at this point. But the report is a, it's a comprehensive overview of the evidence around the, the safety and the clinical effectiveness of uh, chickenpox vaccination and also the sort of the organisational issue, issues and logistics around and bringing that in and, and also the ethical issues associated with a vaccination programme. OK. And if, if it is taken up by the Department of Health, then it would be part of all, all the other vaccinations that babies uh, get uh, through mostly the first year of life? That's correct. Now, the first dose would be given at age 12 months, so as, as children turn one. And whether they give one or two doses is a decision for the Department of Health and that depends on what their intention is with the vaccination um, programme or this particular uh, element of it. Because if you give one dose of the chickenpox vaccine, what you're really doing is reducing the risk of severe disease. Um, whereas if you give two doses, you're looking at elimination. You're giving people uh, longer term protection against chickenpox. Okay, and the chances are, um, and apologies for my mistake, but the chances are uh, the Department of Health will accept a a report with its recommendations. Well, they'll certainly take it on board. And I think it it sort of adds to the other issues that they have to consider around it. So it's it's not straightforward, I guess. And it's, you know, the, the childhood immunisation schedule has a number of different elements to it. And they have to look at, well, what's the, the benefit harm ratio of adding an additional vaccination to it? And also issues around the potential for poorer uptake or or that, depending on how people view it. Um, but it, it should be remembered that chickenpox, it's, while it's typically a mild uh, disease and for most children it, it means a week at home uh, where they have to stay away from other people while they're infectious and it's it's uncomfortable. Uh, some are left with permanent scars but also about 1 in 250 children with chickenpox wind up in hospital and some have very serious complications such as super infection uh, usually with group A streptococcus and, and these can be very serious events uh, for children. So there are quite a few benefits, um, both for children individually, but also for the health service in terms of reduced uh, need for hospitalisation. And I know I'm very interested in this because I know of somebody, an adult who caught chickenpox. Nobody knew that this person hadn't had chickenpox as a child and they were immunocompromised and um, they became extremely ill because... Um, a child brought chicken pox into the house. Um, so it, it can affect adults 
as well, Connor. Yes, it can. Now, the thing is that mostly people will get it uh, as children. So the majority of cases occur in those aged 1 to 9 uh, or 1 to 10. And most people have had it by then. But about 10 to 15 percent have not had it by then. And they can go into adulthood, as you say, without having had chicken pox. And they have a, a higher risk of, of complications and, and bad responses to it um, into adulthood. So it is helpful if everyone is vaccinated, then everyone has protection against it, uh, whereas otherwise we're, we're relying on infection, um, which and clearly not everyone gets infected. And it's, a, it's a, um, I guess, I don't know whether you could call it a primitive form of, I mean, we, we this discussion has been had throughout COVID as well as to whether people should uh, get the disease and, and gain immunity or get vaccination. And um, it's been come down very firmly on the side of, of vaccination in, in terms of, of COVID. What happens in other countries then, Connor? So a number of other countries have brought in uh, chickenpox vaccination for children and most notably the US who, who brought it in about 30 years ago. Um, but we also see it in Australia, Canada, New Zealand and then a whole range of European countries like Germany, Italy, Spain. They have all brought it in. So they see the benefit to it and there's certainly from a societal perspective uh, perspective there's quite a benefit because when a a child is sick with chickenpox one of their parents needs to take time off work and we're talking about approximately 58,000 cases of chickenpox a year so you're talking about and and mostly in children so we're talking more than 50,000 times during the year that a parent has to take a week off work Um, so there there are quite substantial societal benefits as well. And like it used to be a thing that uh, kids just um, got immune from measles by getting it as well. And um, now that's uh, that's that's absolutely not the case, isn't it? The the, the desire is to, to wipe measles out all over the world. It, it can have terrible complications. Yes. Now, with chicken pox, there is a perception amongst the public for a lot of people that it's quite chickenpox is quite benign and it's it's a minor thing. But as I was saying, that for for some children they can have quite serious complications associated with chickenpox. Um, so there are benefits to vaccination to to eliminate uh, those serious complications, or at least massively reduce the risk of them. But the, and there will be a cost. It'll cost a number of millions uh, to to get this programme going if it is accepted by uh, the Department of Health. But what what you'll be putting forward or have put forward is that uh, there is a good cost uh, benefit here. Yes, so it, and it, it depends on whether they go for one dose of the vaccine or for two doses. Um, if they go for one dose, it will cost of the order of two and a half million euro a year. Uh, to carry out um, vaccination. So over over five years, it would cost about 13 million. Um, if they go for a two-dose schedule, it'll cost ultimately double that because you're doing two doses. But um, it depends on whether they also do a, a short interval bef- between the two doses or a long interval. So they could do, if they do a, a one-dose um, vaccination, they could do it at 12 months. If they do 
two doses. They could do it at 12 months and 15 months, or they could do it at 12 months and age five so that they could capitalize on the primary school immunization visits in junior infants. Um, so there are different ways that it can be implemented, and that's really a decision for the Minister for Health. Uh, and it depends on what their, their aim is with the vaccination programme and whether they're looking to reduce severe disease or eliminate uh, chickenpox. And one last question. What a, is shingles? Am I right that shingles is somewhat similar? It is. So shingles is effectively the, the same virus, but reactivated. So you can only have shingles if you've had chicken pox. And it typically reactivates later in life. So once people get into their 40s, 50s, 60s, um, they then may develop shingles. And about one in three people who have chicken pox will go on to develop uh, shingles in their lifetime. And, and shingles can be very debilitating mm. and, and can have uh, long-term issues for people. So if you don't get chicken pox, if you're protected against chicken pox, then you will not develop shingles later. Say that again. If if you have the vaccination against, oh, of course, yeah, if you, right. If, if you're vaccinated and do not then develop chickenpox, yeah. you will not develop shingles because you can't unless you've had chickenpox. So that's a big benefit um, as well because we don't vaccinate against shingles, and it is as, like it's a huge percentage of people who get it, and it's hugely painful. Isn't it? And it can be serious. Yes. Like any any plans to to vaccinate against shingles then or. Hmm. So the Department of Health have also requested us to look at uh, the shingles vaccination, um, which is the, the shingles vaccine is licensed for people over the age of 50. Uh, so we are going to be looking at the justification for a shingles vaccination program, but that will be a separate piece of work. And when will that be undertaken? Quite soon, Connor? Yes, um, but it, it will probably be middle to late next year before that's um, provided to the Minister for a decision about that. OK, but uh, that would be very welcome to people of a certain age, I, I would have thought as well. Um, but it's also a vaccination that's available free in other countries, isn't it? It's available in some countries and, and others charge. So it's, um, and I suppose the, the shingles vaccine is is offered in a different way. And it, it, it can be offered similar to the flu vaccine where you, you go to your GP or to a pharmacy. Whereas the chicken pox vaccine that we were looking at, it would be either administered through the GP or through the schools-based immunisation programme, uh, but it wouldn't be available through a pharmacy. All right. Well, look, um, fascinating. Uh, Dr. Connor Teljor, thank you so much for joining us. And No worries. Thank you very much. Thank Good you evening. very much indeed. That's Dr. Connor Teljor there. KCLR's The Way It Is with Sue Nunn.